Welcome to VitFriends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. VitFriends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molino. For information about VitFriends classes, support groups for youth, teens, and adults, visit us at www.vitfriends.org. For questions or comments, you can email us at support at vitfriends.org. VitFriends podcasts are now sponsored by my vitiligo team. Welcome to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Today, I would like to welcome back Monica from the Czech Republic. Welcome back. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So for our listeners, I know we I've had you on before, but we ran out of time. There was so much more uh, to the discussion that we wanted to have. But, you know, after hours and changes, like, oh, we got to wrap it up. So <laughs> I wanted to have you back to talk about your work in the um, indie film industry, um, maybe discuss a little bit about modeling and then go into your book. And I'm not going to give it all away early. So um, if you're ready to get into the discussion, just let me know. Sure. Yeah. So, right. Um, what can I say about film industry? Well, first of all, I need to mention that I always was this kind of person who is very expressive, right? And uh, I didn't feel like I have opportunities to do these things in Czech Republic. Um, I feel like Czech Republic is very strict when it comes to the industries. You need to study the certain thing, you know, and, and have a lot of experience before you can um, do this kind of job. In Malta, luckily, um, this is way more open. So. I came with no experience, only a lot of enthusiasm <laughs> and energy. And um, I just made friends. Um, I started going to these improv workshops, uh, which was really scary because I didn't have friends here at the beginning. My English wasn't really good. And I didn't know how is this going to look like, how is it going to work out, if I'm going to look ridiculous, am I going to understand what they want from me? all sorts of these things but i went because i thought you know what can happen to me like maybe i'm just gonna embarrass myself a little bit and then i'll run away and no one ever sees me again <laughs> whatever you know right um so yeah so i went and i think that was a really good decision to make because i met so many amazing people and all of them were somehow involved in the film industry or um you know media or um entertainment in Malta in general. Right. So I just took it from there and um, I realized that some of these people are either students of film or uh, they are already been uh, acting in some commercials or films. And, you know, quite soon after this, um, I have been asked to participate in students' a short movie. Uh, which was my first one, and I was very, very insecure about it, but I was also excited, and so I did that. And even though every time I look at myself acting, I feel like, Jesus Christ, this is horrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can still um, 
you know, really see the improvement. So like every other movie would be, every new movie would be much better than the previous one. Right, so it's right. just about practice, like everything else. Absolutely. Really. So yeah, that's how I got to the film industry. Um, Malta is quite small, so, you know, everyone knows everyone. And if you are good at something, or if you are at least friendly enough, and if you are enthusiastic enough, um, you wouldn't have problem to find these gigs. But I right. have to say, it's gigs for me, you know, it's not a full time job. It's right. not something there will be a stable financial income. Um, but it's also fun. So every time I have the opportunity, I like to do that. Um, but yeah, it depends also what what the movies are about, because, you know, if it's, for example, violence, like I think twice if I want to be involved right. or not for a couple of reasons. So I choose what I want to be in and, and what I would pass. But yeah, it's been a pretty cool ride so far. So yeah, I'm enjoying well, myself. Good, good. And I, I want to say this real quick for our listeners. I know somebody's maybe saying to themselves, oh, why are they talking about films and blah, blah, blah. But we have people in our community who are interested in, you know, maybe media or film or even the music industry. And this gives somebody encouragement to pursue their passion, you know, or pursue mm -hmm. something that they want to do. So that's why I always want to have these discussions that, gives people insight or information about different industries or, or different professions or different things that somebody may be interested in. So, yeah, I, and I think this is perfect. But overall, let how would you describe your experience? Because I know you've worked on several little short films and maybe even commercials, but how would you describe mm -hmm. your experience? Well, my experience was pretty good. First of all, I need to say that I have this weird... <laughs> Okay, how am I gonna say this? Uh, I enjoy people touching my face, okay? Right. <laughs> now that means that, you know, as a woman in the film industry who needs to get makeup, and this mm -hmm. is not, I need to mention this, this is not to cover my spots. This is because an actor needs a makeup on camera. Right. I genuinely enjoy people doing my makeup because it's so nice. I don't know. Sometimes um, I do myself a little face massage to mm -hmm. kind of like pretend <laughs> when I don't have enough gigs, I'm doing my own facial and whatnot. But um, yeah, that is very, very, very enjoyable. But apart from that, I never had any issues. Um, most of the people were very, very friendly. And um, the directors are professional, you know, even if I was acting, for example, on a big production, because mm -hmm. I also did that, uh, mostly as an extra, though. So then you are just standing somewhere, you know, for eight right. hours and whatever. Right. But, but at least you have an idea of how this big production works like. So even though you are not in front of camera, you are not having a speaking part, it's still very interesting to be part of this and you get food for free and everyone is taking care of you right. and you make friends on the set, you know, so you can network as well. You can um, broaden up your opportunities for the next time, stuff like that. And normally it would go, if you don't know the people who are doing the open call, uh, you need to apply and do audition. Right. Now I am a very nervous person when it comes to auditions but it just proved me wrong once when I thought, 
um, I shouldn't even send the video to the director because it's so bad. Like I'm, I was very self-critical at that point. And then again, I told myself, this is my mantra. When I feel like I'm going to fail and it's going to be horrible and you know the, the worst case scenario is going to happen and I'm going to die basically. First of all, you can't die of embarrassment. That's, and that's a fact. And second, um, you know, when you list things that like you think about what is the worst thing that can happen to me? Right. Okay, someone will laugh at me. So what, you know, right, like, right. don't hold yourself back just because you are afraid of what other people are going to think because they are going to make their opinion about you anyway. Absolutely. So it doesn't really matter. So I sent that video and, uh, and I got a feedback and it was shocking to me because the director said, oh my God, you are a natural. I love it. You got the part. And, um, and that was really fun part. That's not out yet. Um, but I was acting as an angel Gabriel. Oh wow. Um, and, but yeah, like a special angel Gabriel because I had some guns as well. There were guns involved. <laughs> I had really cool photos from this set. That was so much fun. I felt like Lara Croft and yeah, I don't know. It, it was amazing. So I guess my point was, you know, um, don't hold yourself back no. and just do it. And even if you fail, because it happened to me a couple of times, I did an audition and no one got back to me. And I was wondering like, how is it possible? I thought I'm the perfect match. Well, maybe, you know, there was a, there was a better perfect match. Absolutely. So, just don't worry and try it and um and you'll see you need to build yourself up slowly you know you you cannot start as uh, julia roberts all of a sudden and, absolutely uh, <laughs> but but you, you know, know we we go in sometimes we we think we're already at that level and then it takes us back a little bit but but like you said don't stop just keep going you know you're yeah. gonna have those those pitfalls uh can you describe some of those past projects that you uh, or or tell us a little bit more about some of those past projects or whether it's a commercial or films that you've been in. Uh, I know you just told us about the one you were um, Gabriel. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it's also interesting to talk about what is the difference uh, between a commercial and short film yes. because, and also being extra and being an actor because uh, I found out that sometimes being an extra is a little bit boring. So, I mean, people need to understand what is the difference, you know, how much you're going to be showing off and acting and what are you going to be doing. So when you are an extra, you are just like in the background. You can be on the camera, but you usually don't speak unless it's a features extra. And then if you are acting, uh, you might be acting without any words. You just like handle someone something or you just like walk past or whatever. And then you have speaking parts, which obviously are the most exciting, but also most stressful for some. Right, absolutely. <laughs> and um, basically the filming of films depends also like then uh, the length of the filming depends on how big the production is. Some films might be done in a couple of days uh, mm -hmm. if it's a small production. I was a part of one which was really exciting. There was a micro budget movie called Machination. Uh, that was one of my lastest projects. And I was an actress and I was also a behind the scenes photographer and a production, production assistant. And it was really interesting to see 
the industry from all the angles. So not just in front of the camera, but also behind it and how it all works. And that was done in a couple of days. And that was crazy because then you need to work 12 hours a day and you have very little break time, you know. So, yeah, there are different lengths of films. And then when it comes to commercials, I think lately I'm enjoying commercials a lot more than movies because it's really quick. Um, Like, you know exactly what you're going to do. Most of the time it's really easy and um, and it's fun. And, you know, I don't know. I find commercials very, very enjoyable. But then again, for me, it depends what is the commercial about because right. I don't like to do things that go against my values. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm choosing. Like, I need to say, yes, okay, this is a good um, experience I had. Before Christmas, I got a call from my agent kind of guy, and uh, and he said, do you want to be in a commercial for um, a mall, as in like a shopping center? And I said, what, what would I be doing? And he said, basically, a guy would propose to you, and you would react to it. So I need to do an audition first, and you need to, like, I'm going to, pretend I'm going to propose to you, and then you react to it. And I told him, you know what, Bruce, thank you so much for this opportunity, but I can't do it. And he said, why? And I was like, because I'm very, very superstitious. <laughs> right. You <laughs> and don't I want just to cannot, I cannot let someone, you know, I was never proposed to. And I cannot let someone fakely do this. And then react as if it's happening in my life. Right. And then feel awkward about it that it didn't happen. And yeah, I don't know. This this was a whole, like he was laughing at me a little bit. And I understand why. But this is just to show you, you know, that there are um, projects which I have to refuse for whatever reasons, right. even if they sound stupid to some people, like right. it's still happening. So, you know. That's cool. I, I've um, I, I've never been in a large production well correction i have um i was in a music video when i was in college um there was a rap group called the lords of the underground and okay. they were students at my university so they brought it, it was a big deal like to see all the production people there the camera people um the the music producer was there his name was marley marl and just to see all these people and i i, I got my two seconds of fame they did a quick cut from one song to another and there was a young lady there she well she's older than me and her mother was there and she's like mark we grew up yeah. in the same neighborhood i said yeah uh-huh. she said do you want to get the video it's like sure you know she's like okay good i'll be right back and she went and talked to somebody talked to somebody else that came and got me and they put me right at that cut and it's so funny like when i tell people that i say yeah if you look i'm right there that's me and i, I was yeah, like yeah but 18, what, what have but... you been what have you been doing there like are you dancing or um well, yeah kind of dancing in the background you know not real dancing <laughs> but just bopping to the music but it was it was yeah. quick and it was fun it was a it was a lot of fun you know just it's to see fun, all the students eh? out there enjoying it now i when i was working at the school system um i got tricked into being a in the school play our you music teacher yeah she tricked me into it she said <laughs> can you read this for me? I was like, sure. She said, but when you read it, put some feeling into it. So I'm reading it. I'm getting into it. I'm having fun with the kids. And she said, good. <laughs> you're the father in the play. 
and, and she said, and you have to sing. I do not like singing. But I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. But there was one part in that play that I I told her, I said, I hate this part because you have to yell at the kids and the mother in the story. And I'm like, as I'm doing it, I'm getting emotional. Like after they storm out because they're upset, I'm like, y'all just don't know. Those are real tears that you're seeing because they were just like, wow, you did a great job. I said, no, I said, that part is emotional. Because I, yeah. I really don't, I didn't like having to yell at them. And one of the kids said to me later, he said, I don't think you should have played that part. I said, Why? He said, Because you're not mean like that. I'm like, oh, thank you. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah, call yeah. That snow. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, it, I feel like acting is fun. Um, I, I, I just feel that sometimes we get in the way of things we want to do and pursue because of fear. Yeah. And and I think for somebody out there listening to this, maybe your story is going to inspire them to say, you know what, I'm going to audition for that role or I'm going to reach out to this company to do. I mean, why not? The I worst, hope so. Yeah. The worst they can say is no. And then guess what? You build yourself back up and try it again because maybe you're yeah. just not right for that particular part. Um, yeah, look, the thing is, if you if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Right, absolutely. You know, so you got to ask because otherwise you never know. And life is too short for this, you right, know. Right. And like I, um, I operate from this kind of deep belief that we are all equal. And even if I'm talking to, you know, you, a director of whatever, or I don't know, a professor or whoever else, I just feel like we are partners, we are on right. the same level, we are right. two mm-hmm. humans, we can have fun, we still respect each other, but like, I'm not going to die, you know, that you told me something. So right. just don't take yourself too seriously and and enjoy your life, just enjoy your life, whatever you want to do. Right, absolutely. And, and you think about it when it's a director, producer, those are only titles. Mm. but they're people. So you probably have a lot more in common than not. You know, the only difference may be, okay, that, that title is director. I'm directing this movie. I'm producing this movie, but yet I'm Mike. So let's talk, you know, it, yeah, it, you yeah, know, yeah. we have to look at people like that. Um, I did have a great experience. And then we're going to move to our next topic. Um, a great experience of working with our school superintendent mm-hmm. um, on a writing project. And at first I said, why i almost deleted the email when it came to me because i thought it was fake now we would like for you to participate in this writing project and blah 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 as a select group out of all the thousands of employees and i'm like this and is what, it looked too good yeah it looked too good and i almost <laughs> hit delete but then i said uh, let me reply so i replied back and the lady said yes this is real you were selected blah 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 so i met with the group um we did everything virtually however like our school superintendent was there and all these higher ups for the county and I'm, and I had asked a question. I said, can I ask a serious question? She said, yes. I said, how did you select the people to participate? Like mm-hmm. I received the email and I almost deleted it. Cause I'm like, you have the wrong person. Yeah. And she said, I selected everyone. You know, she said, I, okay. you know, I know a lot about each and every person in the county. She said, and I selected the ones I wanted to work with. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. that is an honor. Yeah, that's and, a she did not, and she did not want to be addressed as a superintendent. She said, call me by my first name on this project. And mm-hmm. I like that because it shows we're all humans, we're all people, we're all on the same level. 
Exactly. Exactly. Now, and still, you know, you can respect that someone has a position that right. involves a lot of experience and a lot Absolutely. of knowledge. You can look up to them. That's all good. But don't think that you are less human or less right. whatever, right. you know. Maybe you are less director because right. you're not. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's it, okay. It's great. You know, I, but let me ask you about this. You mm -hmm. have a new indie film that's out there. Um, can you tell us about your film? Um, what role did you play in the film? Uh, whether it's production behind the scenes or in front of the camera and, and just give us a, a, I guess a brief description of it. Okay. I am wondering if you mean the machination, I think you do. You see the yes. problem with these movies is you normally film them and then you wait for a long time for them to come out because it's a lot of work, a lot okay. of work to edit it and, you know, right, right. everything that is involved is just taking a lot of time. So normally you see your movie next year or even two years later or whatever. Correct. So it's not like commercial. So sometimes I get lost and I'm like, yeah, I did some movies. And I'm like, where are they? <laughs> are <laughs> right. they ever coming out? But yeah, I think the latest one that's out is Machination. And that's the one I mentioned before. So I worked uh, behind the scenes as well. Mm -hmm. And that was the micro budget movie. Now, I was working with uh, two people who I believe first became my friends before we started working together. But they were always around because they are part of the same film community. Um, and they travel around. So they are not in Malta at the moment. They are from Australia. And it was real fun to work on this because um, Sarah and I, and this is Nexus production, if ever, anyone is interested, um, are really professionals. They know how to work with people. They are really nice and easygoing and everything was just really quick. They also respect um, your wage, you know, because sometimes what happens in film industry is if you don't have much experience, they don't want to pay you much. Or maybe the budget is so small that they don't have money. And, you know, with Ivan and uh, Sarah, it wasn't the case. So I felt like I am appreciated. And, you know, my work was appreciated. I, when I did the behind the scenes photos, they really loved it. I loved uh, editing them and they are all out now. And so, yeah, my role in this one was quite small, uh, but the movie was interesting because it was about this woman who suffers from uh, anxiety and depression caused by the pandemic, basically. Mm. And, you know, she, she deals with her life. She gets very paranoid and there is some abusive behavior um, in her childhood reflecting in her right. present moment as well and so my role in this movie was just like a, a woman um who almost ran over her in a car <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh, and i have an interaction with her so this is a speaking part but i'm talking about an improv film right, right. so there is also a very big difference before between um a film with a script and a film which is improv because when you have a film which is improv you have like a base 
So they will tell you, this is where we are heading. So we have this characters and this is the relationship, but what you are going to sell to each other, we're not going to tell you. So then you develop the situations right. as you go. And that's really funny, um, exciting and scary at the same time, because that was my first, first ever improv film. Um, but you know, if you don't know what to do, like the director would kind of help you, they would lead you somewhere, but yeah, mainly it's on you, like you react to situations. Right, absolutely. Yeah, so it's very spontaneous. <laughs> improv is fun. Um, I, I feel mm -hmm. like as educators, we do improv a lot because um, mm -hmm. you have to think quickly, you know, when something yeah. happens or something said, you have to be swift on what you say or how you react, body language, everything. Um, even I would say even podcasting is a lot of improv. However, because, oh, that's a cat for our listeners. It's okay. Yeah, so sorry, guys. That, that's not me. Noia. That's not my stomach. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that's a cat in the background. Uh, but no, improv. I, I, I just, I feel like even the podcast, because a lot of times I don't like to write down questions. I put down bullet points mm -hmm. because I just want to have a conversation. And, and I feel like that's what improv is. You're having a conversation. Uh, and then you might have one of those aha moments. Oh, she said that, or he said that, oh, I need to come back with this. And you just do it and just have that, that moment. Um, but we have a lot of improv. Well, used to the pandemic, um, has stopped a lot of, a lot of improv, um, I guess you could say, uh, businesses here, um, mm -hmm. little comedy clubs in different places. And I oh, think it's amazing. Fun. Yeah. I think it's yeah. fun. Like just to see somebody off the fly, you, you know, pull out a prop and you got to react to it or act to it. You know, it's fun. Yeah. Are you involved? No. Not to say I would Why not? But I, I don't know. I, I, I've thought about it before, not recently, but when I was younger, I was like, oh, that would be so much fun to do because I feel like we do it anyway. And I'm like, uh, I'm not going to go up there. I might get up there and bomb completely and get booed off the stage. And I, uh, I don't want to do that. No. But I do think it'll be fun. Um, maybe once the groups are back uh, meeting in person, that'll be something mm -hmm. good just to mm -hmm. do like, something improv and fun just to get people to relax some this is after yeah. the pandemic you know um yeah i found improv really interesting as well because it's like a fun activity for uh adults i mean there is improv for mm -hmm. kids as well but you know sometimes you're wondering like what am i going to do uh on friday evening and you you don't want to just go to a pub or you don't just want to sit in front of TV and watch another series, you know, and this, right. is, this is just so much fun. And I'm actually working on a project um, that is building theater workshops for adults. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going a bit forward in our conversation, but I just remember. No, that's okay. Um, connected. Yeah, so um, my last client, because I'm freelancing now as well, I do marketing, uh, was a theater director and I was uh, marketing a theater show uh, Girl in the Machine and uh, there was about technology addiction and um, relationships between I, humans and technology. That was the one, the Girl in the Machine. Ah, okay, yes. so Girl in the Machine, yeah. I, I didn't act in this one though. Right. I was promoting it so hard that most of my friends thought that I acted in it as well. They were asking me, but you are not in the credits. And I said, guys, I'm just promoting it. But right. that means that I did my job well, I think, Absolutely. because <laughs> but you're still connected. Yeah, you're still connected yeah. to it, though. 
And I got really emotional. Like I was um, at almost every rehearsal doing photos and videos and, you know, you get to know the actors and you get to know the director and, and how they work. And then you get to know the play and the emotions right. behind it. And like, I wanted to cry every time because it was very emotional. And then finally on the premiere, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. That was fun to do. And, um, and the director is thinking about doing more projects. And he wants to now uh, start doing theater workshops for adults because he already created one for uh, teenagers. Right. And I would like to help him with it. So that is one thing that I'm kind of working on at the moment. Um, but yeah, there are more things. It, it's exciting. It looks like 2022 is going to be exciting. I know everyone is hyped up and everyone is like, this is going to be my year because right. the last one wasn't. <laughs> but, and I hope it is going to be your year, guys. Absolutely. I hope it's going to be mine as well. But, you know, um, we need to work on it. If we don't do anything, nothing's going to change. So. Right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, can you tell us... One more thing that we're going to get into your book, um, mm -hmm. but tell us our listeners a little bit about your modeling career. Modeling. Okay. So that one was scary for me at the beginning because I thought people are going to have comments. People are going to have comments on my skin. They will be mm -hmm. asking me stuff. I wouldn't know if they want me to use makeup or not and all of this. But basically, I think when I started, I already stopped using makeup as in foundation because I was covering my spots up until then. And I just said, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore because I can't recognize myself when I take that makeup off. And so um, I was just going out like, you know, without it. And my friend used to have a shop with vintage clothes. And I used to work in that shop um, for a little while. And she said, you would be an amazing model. Like, can I, you know, work with you as a model? And I said, wow, that's amazing. I, I never done this before. And that would be great. So we started that together. No makeup. She didn't ask me. Um, you know, there wasn't any weird moments about it. And I really loved those photos. So that was the start. And then another friend of mine who is reselling vintage clothes. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> now I'm thinking I'm very much into the vintage right. community as well, but I love vintage myself and I'm uh, painting on upcycled clothes. I do so many things, man, like this is ridiculous. But yeah, um, another friend of mine needed model for her brand. And so I did that for her as well. And then I did one for a fashion designer there was modeling acting kind of because there was a video for her, pro like a promotional video for her okay. brand. Um, and what else? See, I can't remember. I need to start making lists of these things because as I'm like multi-passionate, right. <laughs> sometimes I forget um, what I've been doing. And now I'm thinking just to say um, a little tip for the listeners. It's really good, you guys, when you write down your achievements, um, because then when you feel down or you feel like you didn't do much, right. you open this little book. I actually created one for my uh, boyfriend for two years ago, I think, for Christmas. 
you, all you need is a little tiny journal where you write what you are proud of about yourself, any achievements, little ones, big ones, you know, maybe you studied university or maybe, I don't know, something happened to you that you are proud of. You put it there and then every time you feel bad or a little bit low, you open it and you read it. And this is such a mood booster and like confidence booster. It's amazing. And I don't have mine yet. <laughs> I always create one for my family members and then I forget about myself. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. But but no, that is a good thing to to do. Um, because sometimes you do forget about, oh, I remember I did that. Oh, I forgot yeah. I did that. I forgot I worked for this organization or did this, you know. And and just to have those reminders, not to be narcissistic about it, but to keep a a diary of your accomplishments, you know, and yeah. it's very important yeah. because it may come back later. You might need to reference that, hey, I mm -hmm. coached this team before and this organization you know, is looking for a coach. And you just never know how that's going to work in your favor. So yeah, yeah. document yeah. all that. For so, sure. And sometimes we also forget um, what we like to do or like sometimes we feel a bit lost and we don't know, you know, what direction are we going to go to. And then when you look at your list, you realize like, okay, I did all these things in sports well that means that i like sports like when did i do it last time you know right. oh i didn't so i go and do it so it's a really good reminder for everyone and it's not narcissistic narcissistic narcissistic, narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you know what a lot of people think that self-love is selfishness right but like if you are narcissistic, you only think of yourself. But if you love yourself, you also love other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the biggest difference. If you are selfish, you only think of yourself. Right. If you love yourself and you have a good self-love foundation, that's just the best thing ever. Because Absolutely. that means that you love everyone else, you know, and you treat them with respect. So don't, don't worry about it. Make your list. Be proud of yourself. Be proud of other people as well. Right, absolutely. <laughs> Embrace fun. each other. Speaking mm -hmm. of writing, mm -hmm. you're writing a book. Let's talk about that and then we'll wrap it up after we have this discussion. All right. Yes, I'm writing a book and I'm so excited about it because I wanted to write a book about my journey with Vitiligo for as long as I can remember. But I didn't get to do it for a long time. I was kind of like, um, gaining information and you know I was thinking about it a lot but I realized that I didn't have much to offer I didn't have that value that I wanted to provide I couldn't find it like back then if I if I written that book a couple of years ago it would look very very different and it would probably be just me um, complaining about how my life went and how um, unfair it was to me and how I was unhappy and it would be just whining you know and while I think that it's good to share um, any personal experience and maybe feel like someone is supporting you someone can um, connect with you and you know feel like they understand you I grew up to be a little bit more um, 
mindful about these things because I don't want to just share what happened to me and why. I would like to offer some kind of value. I always try to see um, meaning in everything I do. So I don't just, I don't want to just write something about myself and put it out there and be like, whoever is interested, read it. Because <laughs> surprisingly not, um, not everyone is interested right. in what That's you went cool. through, you know. And so what I'm trying to work on is um, a self-guide interactive book, which would be a combination of my background, my experiences, and um, how my life went. But then um, I would like to provide some tasks and um, exercises and some tips, what to do if something. So right. say, I feel bad because someone said a mean comment to me. Okay, that's horrible. If I just write about how I felt in that situation, it might not help you as much as if I give you a tip what to do about it, you know, right. what right. I did about it or what I would do about it now when I'm much, much stronger than I ever was. So, um, yeah, this book is going to be based on my course that I created about a year ago. And uh, there was an online course in Czech language because there was back then um, for the community that, well, I was and still am part of. So I need to translate that. Funnily enough, the book I'm writing all in English, and I don't know why, it just seems to flow much easier in English than in Czech. Oh, okay. So um, I'm collecting a lot of information and knowledge and, um, you know, stories also, and I'm putting it all together. It is a very long process, and I'm quite... Um, perfectionist <laughs> so you know I, I don't want to just that. yeah I don't want to just send it out because I feel like this is going to be my one shot and even even if not because I'm imagining maybe I would like to elaborate on that book in the future and, and do volume two or whatever right or or maybe some someday I'm going to have children and then I I would want to uh, write a book for kids or about kids with Vitiligo right. or I don't know you know Still, I feel like I really want to give this my best. And so I'm taking it quite easy. While I am working on it, um, I don't see it being published this year. So I hope next year would be the year. This okay. year is the year when I work on it, and the next right, year right, would be absolutely. the year when I publish it. That's my goal. And on top of that, um, I really kind of found my calling in non-formal education and working with youth mm -hmm. and i went to erasmus plus i don't know if you guys know what erasmus plus is because this is european union um organization and um yeah i don't know if you ever heard of it but this puts different countries together and provides them with a training in some topic and so i went twice for um for an exchange like this and it enriched my life so much that right. I want to share this experience. I want to create a project of my own um, for you, not necessarily with Vitiligo only, right. but I right. want to talk about this. I want to spread awareness. And then perhaps I want to do this specifically for the Vitiligo community. But definitely what I want is to be more active in my community, 
um, try to help as much as I can, you know, share my knowledge, be more out there and perhaps do some videos as well. Uh, maybe I'll start doing vlogs. I love doing right. this podcast with you as well. So <laughs> good, good. I would love to do more of those. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Uh, Cause that's how we yeah. get information out there. That's how we get knowledge out there, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And the more information we have, we share it, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, knowledge is power and it's powerful when you share it with other people. And I feel like this podcast goes around the world. So we're not just sharing it with just the two of us or with the vitiligo community, but it's anybody listening in. So it is very important. Um, yeah, I, I have to say um, that some of my friends have listened and even family members um, have listened to our podcast and they really loved it. And I'm really happy that they did because they don't have vitiligo. You know, these right. people are not involved and they still like to listen to it and just, um, get to know more information about, you know, Absolutely. certain stuff and understand me better as well. So, I mean, sometimes we feel like we can't do a difference, but then you realize that you do a difference every time you do anything. Like what I do in my community or in my village or in my house or in my family is going to affect someone and that someone is going to affect someone else. And this is like right. a ripple effect and it's always, always happens. And so I really want to use my time and energy now to do as much good as I can. As, Absolutely. As, you know, Absolutely. It, it sounds a bit like, I don't know, it, it sounds a bit um, like a cliche, but I really found myself being like, you know what, like, even when I'm creating something, I don't want to create a product just to have a product. I would rather like give a service of a consultation or, you know, something that I know that is going to be useful for someone, something that is going to live in someone else. That's why I want to do right. the book as well, you know? So, yeah. It, it, you know, I was going to talk about that. Writing a book is very important very unique very special and i know sometimes as a writer we we want perfection mm. and i and i had a co-worker a former co-worker tell me she said you know i understand you want to keep writing it over and over and over and over she said at some point just put it out there if you need to correct yeah. something you can correct it later so the first thing i did um it, it's an ebook on amazon it was a book of poetry and oh wow and I, I used it last year during our Valentine's Day special. And I, I read a lot of the poems. And it's pretty much my journey. It, and it's called Intimate Conversation, Conversations, Lost, Life, and Love. And I'll, and I'll send that information to you. And I had to explain to somebody. I said the lost part of it is not losing somebody. It's an, no, lost. I said when I got involved in certain relationships, I lost who I was as a person, you know, mm. um, like I wouldn't write anymore. I wouldn't draw anymore. I wouldn't, you know, yeah. I'm like, man, I it was happens. lost. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So writing that book, doing the book of poetry really helped me rediscover my love for writing poet. I love writing poetry, but I also like to write poetry in the form of a short story. So I have on, and I'll send you that link later on um, YouTube a short story about vitiligo and it's not the same as you know i know there are a lot of books about vitiligo and bullying and vitiligo and yeah. and using people i use animals and it's called the pride 
and it's a vitiligo story and it focuses on a lion that develops vitiligo and okay. you see his process his journey of you know developing vitiligo how it affected him and rediscovering his family which is other animals with vitiligo and it's it's a poem but it's also a short story and that what sounds I Thing. So I'll send that to you. And what I what I'm doing now is artwork based on the poem. And I actually sold um, two paintings. Um, I wasn't quite ready to sell them, but somebody said, "Hey, I want to buy it." So I was like, "Okay, sure." Wow. But I have paintings based on the animals from that story. Oh yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I saw it on your Facebook. Right. And I also yeah. use um, the poem when I do presentations for kids. I use the poem as well. Mm -hmm because it, it allows me to be creative. Um, not only do I talk about vitiligo, but I talk about accepting differences, regardless of what it is. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. no matter how different we are, we have more things in common. Yeah. And so, and what I do, I use all that to let kids understand. I may look different, but I breathe air like you. I live in the same planet. I like some of the same foods. I listen to music. You know, I'm like, we have more in common than we don't. Yeah. And so I use that poem as a part of my presentation. But then I also have another ebook that I wrote. A friend of mine, and I, I mentioned this on one of my, uh, on the last podcast I posted, um, she encouraged me to write a love story because she said, are okay. there any books about vitiligo and relationships? I said, no, nah, not really. And maybe, you know, talks about loving your skin, bully. She said, no, relationship, like between, you know, two people. I'm like, no, I don't think so. Mm. She said, well, write mm. it. And I was like, no, I'm not writing a love story. She said, you write poetry. I said, yes. Yeah. She said, well, it's the same thing. I read your work. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so I did. Uh, and what I did, it's, I explained it's fiction and nonfiction because it's based on my journey, my story. I'm the main character. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the other character you meet, and her, her name is Camilla, she's not a real person. There's no real person out there that I know named Camilla. So just let people so, know yeah, there's yeah. not a real person and it's not a real <laughs> love story because it's made up but mm -hmm. it was fun to write and there's a little twist in the story itself um but it is that one's called the patterns of love a vitiligo love story because it is me talking about <gasps> the patterns of love, the patterns of love. i yeah. love it so i'm gonna write this down <laughs> and i'll make sure i send it to you it, but it was fun to write I'm Please gonna be honest. Send it. um but it is it's an ebook. And it's a short story. It's really short, but it's colorful because I have artwork to match the words and stuff. And each title has a pattern to it. And there's certain patterns in within the story itself. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. And but you know what? You're giving me goosebumps now because I'm getting ideas here. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I tell people, right. And even within our community, we can be creative with our stories. Mm -hmm. You know, we can still get the message across and be creative with it. One thing I'm doing, um, I don't know if you know, but Mattel created two different Barbies, uh, one with darker skin and vitiligo and one with lighter skin and vitiligo. And I think I saw something. Yes, yes. Yeah, they can be ordered on Amazon. But mm -hmm. I often say, well, what about the boys? I said, there's no action figures with vitiligo. So I said, you know what? I'm going to write a short story about a character with vitiligo, but it's a, 
it, it's a poem also. I, I finished it, but I haven't done any of the artwork. It's a poem and a short okay. story about this character. And I'm going to do a series of it. He's a cowboy with vitiligo. But it's set in like a futuristic time. So, you know, and that's how I think. I said, if we want to get our kids engaged, we have yeah. to figure out how to engage them in creative ways. You know, mm. a lot of times we do conversations, we talk, we do seminars. But for, say, someone like me, after a while, it's like, wah, 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 wah. No, give me something exciting, something that's going to make me go, oh, I want to learn more. Or, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. unique. I'm creative. I never thought about that. So, um, <gasps> yes. Yeah. You know what? I want, so I want to create a community. This possibly, hopefully, is going to be international. I want to create something that you will feel like you want to be part of because it's so cool. Like, right. you know, sometimes I'm a bit tired of thinking or like seeing other people with vitiligo, feeling like they are affected by a disastrous disease and they are sick and they are like, you know, no. Okay, you have vitiligo. I know it can be hard. I was there. Right. But you deserve to be part of a cool community. Absolutely. Not not a whining community, not a you know, a negative community. Absolutely. A cool community. And we have cool people in that community. Right. And we, and do we need so to many build things. something cool. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. and, and that's the thing, we do so many things. And I've mentioned that before. We we are people and we're talented people, but we're talented people that have vitiligo. That's what makes exactly. us stand out. Our skin makes us stand out. But Let's close our eyes and say, okay, I don't see the vitiligo. We're talented. We have mm -hmm. writers, we have artists, we have singers, musicians, we have doctors, lawyers, you name it. And I really want us to focus on that aspect of our community and show yeah. other people that side of us. You know, yeah, you see my skin, so what? Okay, I'm creative. I can draw, I can paint, I write. You know, that's what yeah. I want people to see. But you know what, also, I feel like we are lacking some kind of health-related professionals. And now I don't mean doctors, but I mean, where are all the psychotherapists with right. vitiligo? Right. The psychotherapists who would be the perfect therapists to provide the service right. for the community. I mean, are they hiding or do people with vitiligo not want to be in that area, you know? Right. Or um, vitiligo yoga teachers. I want to see vitiligo yoga teachers. I right. was even thinking of doing a yoga class as a yoga course for myself to start teaching yoga as a person with vitiligo. Like, right. I mean, I want to see people with vitiligo living their best life in Absolutely. whatever area they want to be regardless of how how their skin looks like right that's how you because, normalize it yeah yeah exactly because sometimes you see either people are all modeling right and not everyone wants to be a model right. you know and i feel and maybe i'm wrong but i feel like maybe some people feel oh jesus you know like i have vitiligo and if I want to be successful, I have to be a model and I'm really introverted. And like, that means that like, I don't know what to do. 
No, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and absolutely. I really want to see these people coming to the front and pursuing their dreams because they are worth it. You know? Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. I think my my passion this year is gonna be finding these people and supporting them in um getting what they really want. Because and, and let me should. know if you need help with anything, because I'm here. We could do it. I do want to change a word that I said. I said normalize. I don't want to normalize vitiligo. I want to humanize it. Yeah, humanize. okay. We're humans. Yeah. We're people. And I, and I do say that a lot on my show. And when I just want to share this, when I was uh, doing my presentations for the kids, and I said, you know, what is the one thing we all have in common? And I loved it. The kids all said, we're humans. Yes, mm. we're humans. They, they didn't see... Mm all the other stuff, they saw that we're humans. We're all the same, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I asked one kid, I said, when I walked in the door, what's the first thing you saw? You know, and I'm thinking I'm doing this with my hands. My listeners yeah. can't see it, but I have my hands up. He said, oh, you're trying to be cool. Yeah. That's not what I'm <laughs> trying to show you. But that's what he saw. He didn't, they didn't, the kids did not see my vitiligo until I pointed yeah. it out. Yeah. Until I said, now, look again. What do you see? Because mm -hmm. um, for one, I don't have a lot on my face. It's around my mouth, but my facial hair hides it. Um, mm -hmm. But my hands, I can't hide my hands. They're there. But yeah. to them, they were fascinated. They wanted to know more. They actually, some kids actually knew people of vitiligo. And it was like, I don't see them any different. And then I had kids actually looking to see if they had vitiligo on their skin. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. You just can't <laughs> look for a scab and say there's vitiligo. But yeah. um, but we have to find ways to engage our community, to make it humanized, to make it fun and encouraging. Mm -hmm. um, because if not, then we're going to go down that rabbit hole where we're discouraged, we're frustrated, you know. Yeah. We want to do certain things, but we feel like we can't because people are going to look at us uh, because of our spots, you know, mm -hmm. but we have to make it where it's exciting, like to get people pumped up. And and to be honest, um, we have to figure out unique ways to get the message across because the same yeah. seminar, the same workshop doesn't always work. Mm -hmm. You know, we hear the same thing and it's like, I've heard that before. I've been there. You know, where, yeah. where, give me the fun, creative something. You know, where, where's the West Side Story character with vitiligo? You know, just you have to not, not, we have to make it normal for people to see us. But if you're going to put somebody in a movie, let me just say this. Make sure it's somebody with vitiligo. Don't, <laughs> don't paint somebody up with vitiligo spots. Don't do that. It doesn't yeah, matter. I know. Oh my God, they did it. They they did it in in some. Yeah, what was the movie? It there's a couple of movies. Uh, one I didn't see. They said it was a movie from India, and I was okay. reading about that. And they painted up a cab driver, I think, to have vitiligo, but oh, they no, insulted yeah. him the whole time. Like they. I made know. Fun I of heard him. of it. Yeah, I heard yeah. of it. I didn't watch it, but I heard of it. Yeah, um, that's ridiculous. And there was another one with the rapper Ti. He was they did his makeup to have him have vitiligo and he was the villain. And, and I'm like, first of all, it didn't even look right. It, I was, uh, I was offended, but I'm like, come on guys. We just, just hire somebody with our condition. That's it. Mm, and mm. give them a role and let them act. You don't need to paint somebody up and pretend they have, because the, the, there's also the, 
emotion that goes behind having our condition mm -hmm. and some of the I would say quirkiness that some of us may do because um, I still from time to time I still find myself I'll pull my sleeve down you can see it but I, our listeners can't then I go no I'm not pulling my sleeve down and I'll pull it up just to show off my skin. <laughs> yeah so those are those small challenges that some of us deal with that other people don't see and don't know unless you have vitiligo unless we talk about it you know unless we talk about it it's true but I need to mention that sometimes it's still really challenging even for me like I feel like I'm a person who got out of that bubble of feeling like, you know, I'm unworthy and I'm different and I don't want to show off in my full power because, oh my God, people will judge me and whatever. Right. I'm over that. And a lot of friends of mine know that I have it till I go. But, you know, then I have new friends coming in and they might not notice because yeah, my skin is quite light, like it's you know, you might not notice, especially in winter. And then in summer, you are surprised. Right, but, right. Um, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, like I want to share certain things. Like I was sharing um, that I do the podcast with you. And they were like, that's amazing. What is the podcast about? And I got a bit like frozen inside because I felt like I'm not ready to explain, you know, like I'm sitting in a bar with all of my friends. They right. don't know that I have vitiligo and I'm and now I'm faced with a situation when I need to say what it is. Why don't they see it? Where do I have it? You know, and all these things. Right. And uh, I think the most important thing is to be prepared for these situations. And so I need to do what I preach because, yes, I am right. for spreading awareness, helping others and all that. But then still, sometimes it happens to me that I'm a bit you know, surprised and I don't know how to react. Right. And so, right. yeah, we just need to know uh, what to do in these situations. And the, the easiest thing is to prepare yourself for it, write down a scenario. If this happens, if someone asks me what it is, I am going to reply with this. If someone makes a comment, I am going to do this. And right. then might be, I'm just going to walk away or whatever. But, you know, that's the easiest way. But, yeah, I, I still need to do this myself sometimes. Or you can tell them, tune into the podcast. There's a lot of information about vitiligo there. You just choose one and listen to it. True. Or you can say, hey, do what we always do when we want to know something. Google it. <laughs> if you put <laughs> yeah, in vitiligo, yeah. yeah, if you put in vitiligo, it's there. But, no, but I know what you're saying. If somebody asks you, so what is the podcast about? Just tell them to tune in. Send them the link. Yeah, you don't even have to get into a discussion. Just let them listen to it. And mm -hmm. then from there, they might say, oh, she mentioned this word or he mentioned this word, vitiligo. What is that? And let them look it for themselves. I think knowledge mm -hmm. is power for them as well. Um, but Monica, we've been on for quite some time. I'm going to wrap <laughs> things up for our listeners. We know on the East Coast here, we are, and I'm in the South, but we're about to get this wintry mix and I have to go get the salt and put the salt out and all the other stuff. Uh, good luck storm. good luck with that huh? i know if it was just snow i would be okay but here in north carolina we get ice and when you know it's ice that means the roads are slick the power lines get bogged down with yeah. ice and they can snap and that's not fun no and it's going to be cold so yeah so i'm gonna go prepare and yeah you better go you better go we, together. we can we cannot stop and i'm enjoying this but yeah, I don't know yeah. It is. yeah but you know what but if you decide um, you want to try to put together a little group just to, you know, have those creative discussions, 
let me know. I, I know our time difference is maybe a challenge, but you know, still let me know. We'll see if we can match and um and, and so because I would like to be a part of it. Will do, yes. Exciting. Great, great. Well, Mon, Monica, same person. Thank you very much for joining me for part two. And maybe part Thank three so will have a community of people. Me. You're welcome. As always, great discussion. <laughs> and I look forward to talking to you again. You take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. For our listeners, you have been listening to Living Life in Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Take care. Remember to always love yourself, love each other. But when you look in that mirror, say, I love you. Or when you take that selfie, turn that picture around and say, I love you. You'll take care. God bless. You have been listening to Living Life in Love with your host, Mark Braxton. This podcast was sponsored by my Vitiligo team.